America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. There was another warning about cocaine today. Crack now has spread to almost every American city. Steve Young reports on a new kind of cocaine called crack. It's going nationwide, especially among the young, a drug so pure and so strong, it might just as well be called crack of doom. 15 News exclusive. An alleged 80-year-old crack dealer has been busted once again. once in a while I hear a song, old news clip, or see an old school movie like New Jack City, and it takes me back down memory lane. My childhood is so vivid in my mind. You know, growing up with both of my parents um, being on drugs in and out of my life due to their crack addiction, my brother and I lived with our grandparents up until they died. Like, my daddy was a ghost, and my mom only really cared about getting high. In the few years that we did stay with her, I realized how much she didn't give a damn about us, you know, because of crack. It was hell. Crazy. The crack epidemic, you know, tore my family apart. Like, I watched that shit destroy communities, steal dreams, and take lives. Yeah, this shit fucked up because these type of stories, they're not rare. Like, not at all. I grew up being sheltered from my father's struggle with crack. You know, I was about, I think, 12 or 13 when I first realized, you know, what was going on. And at that time, I was young, so I didn't give a fuck if it was a hobby, you know, if it was a crime, a disease, or whatever, because at the end of the day, like, when I saw him, all I saw was the crackhead from, like, Minister Society, all those movies we used to watch, like New Jack City, like you said, the shit was embarrassing. But right. I wasn't exposed to it for too long because probably maybe a year or two after I realized what was happening, he went to prison. You know, shit, I was the one locked up, you know, and put in the system because of my parents' addiction. And what you just said is one of the reasons why I have so very little sympathy for drug users because of what you endured, what the children endured, you know, as a result of their choices. Yeah, they go through a lot. Right, because I was put into foster care, and I remember my last foster mom being verbally abusive. You know, and I got tired of that shit, so I fucking ran away. And I was homeless, you know, living house to house during my teenage years out of a fucking trash bag. Um, that was before I went back to juvenile facilities. Like, this crack shit really shaped my life. And it, it really has shaped you. And I know we've had these conversations, you know, in private. And I think that you have to celebrate or bask, if you will, in your in your resilience. Because your children are growing up so beautifully. And it's because you made some really good decisions, you know, in spite of what you've been through. So not using your past as a crutch and just simply to do the right thing is, you know, admirable in itself. Hell yeah, for real. I mean, this shit can really, like, destroy you, or it can build you up. You know, for me, it wasn't until I was an adult, you know, old enough to really view this situation with a broader lens. Like, crack is literally the government cheese that was placed in mousetraps for black people, and we ate that shit up. You know, it disrupted a time when we were fucking loud and proud to be black. You know, I'm talking about the heart of, like, the civil rights movement. But there's this long paper trail that shows how this country placed these substances in our neighborhoods, you know. But even with that reality, it does not diminish the choice that people made. Like, I recognize that black does crack. You know, we are flawed individuals. We're no different from anybody else. But right. the efforts that this country made to deteriorate like just the functionality of our people, it exposes the blatant racism that fueled this fake ass drug war. 
And it's fucked up how, like, our government basically nudged us to make that choice. They actually fucking put this shit in our communities. Absolutely. Right. Hell yeah, you know, this shit has always been a war on black families. Like, children were not excluded. Hell no, they don't give a fuck about children. You know, this country painted a picture of black people being genetically inferior animals. You know, the media made it seem like we abuse drugs more than any other race. And that has never fucking been true, ever. Right, you fucking right it's not true because white people have always statistically used drugs more than any other group of people. Yeah, but never condemned for it, you know what I'm saying? But shit, America has never concerned themselves with facts. You know, and because of that type of deceit and just disregard, you know, those Rockefeller drug laws of the 70s, followed by the Nixon era, the Reagan, on and on, that shit created a trend of criminalizing black people for substance abuse when it should not have been that way at all. There's an author called um, Kevin Alexander Gray, and he wrote Mm -hmm. a book called uh, Waiting for Lightning to Strike, The Fundamentals of Black Politics. And there's a line in there that he said that, you know, that really stood out to me, which is, um, and I quote, the drug war is simply a continuance of the legacy of American economic system. Hell yeah. And uh, no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. You know, as usual, like you say, Candace, black people are vilified for doing the exact same things white people engage in. Yep. You know, black people have always been, will continue to be thrown in jail for using drugs. You know, there's no rehab for them. There's no second chance for them. But when whites become drug addicts, all of a sudden the terms are embellished. It's no longer the crack epidemic. Now it's the quote-unquote the opiate crisis. Yeah, we supposed right. to care. Right. Bullshit. We have to make it more, um, I don't know, it has to be painted more pretty so that we're able to sympathize with whites. And that's how the media works. You know, they make you feel sorry for white people, but they make you criminalize black people for the, for the exact same crimes. So white people get to have injection sites built for them, sites which cater to their addiction. Like they're literally, they're currently building these injection sites in San Francisco as we speak. So they help white folk feed their addiction and ensure that they don't overdose and die. You know, let's just make sure that they use drugs and keep them alive. White kids in Kentucky are being trained to stop heroin overdoses. Like literally, like children as young as seven years old are being trained to administer a drug called naloxone in the event that, you know, Gretchen, the mom, or her dad, Skipper, overdoses. Like, you know, isn't that just like a a swell idea? Like, it's such a good idea, right? Like, if that's not the epitome of white privilege, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah, it's swell, fucking swell, and just sickening, you know, just to see the contrast. You know, our people have never been offered help because we've always been labeled inherent criminals and junkies. You know, we're just fucking born this way, so we deserve to be caged up or dead. Our justice system has this nasty-ass way of using ridiculously high bail amounts, you know, heavy sentences, and slowing down trial processes in order to make it mentally and financially harder for our people to gain access to counsel and just quality representation. So. In turn, our cousins, our brothers, you know, sisters, daddies, they locked up for years and years for addiction. And then, on top of that, they use these psychological tactics to coerce black people into these fucked up guilty plea deals. And I've seen this shit happen with my own cousins, you know. And when they ain't locking us up, they making sure we're doing a great job at killing ourselves. So these injection sites you're talking about, you'll never see them shits in the hood, ever. 
Hell you know not. what I'm saying? When our people overdose, they rarely have access to quality hospitals. They're either too far away from them, the facilities that's closest to us are under-equipped or full of professional people that do not even see us as human. So what they do is they just refuse to give us adequate care or they let us fucking die. It's like no fucks given at all. And, you know, I hate to use buzzwords like, you know, the agenda. But that's definitely been the plan, you know, from, oh, yeah. from the very oh, beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea always. has always been that, you know, black people must be painted as some sort of a virus or a plague, you know, that needs to be eradicated. Hell and it yeah, works. It, gives a fuck. Yeah. it works. It does work because it's just another fucking dope thing, you know, and they paint it like they're making the streets, quote unquote, cleaner. The ideal of keeping people safer has always been a marketing ploy used by people in power in order to prey on irrational fears. And we fall into this trap to this day. And it doesn't matter what the issue is, we always fall for this fucking trap. It's crazy. You know, they do this in order to continually dehumanize and punish black people for every circumstance imaginable. It has always been illegal to be both black and breathing in this country. They brought us over here, some of us were still here, but they feel like we don't even belong on this fucking earth. You know, we live in a place that's grossly addicted to power and control, and this country feeds its habit by manipulating and degrading black bodies in countless ways. And that's the type of fucking addiction that needs to be criminalized. We need to check that, not crack. We need to check our fucking system. Hell yeah, but instead of criminalizing their damn selves, they overzealously lock us the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I think my mom has about like seven felonies and they were all due to crack and her writing bad checks to purchase the shit, right? You know, like her ass stay locked up. You know, white folks didn't give a fuck about us then, they don't give a fuck about us now. No. You know what I'm saying? It's just like one more nigga easily detained, you know, one more slave on their plantation. After that shit hit your system, it becomes a disease that people cannot shake. Nah, people can't shake that shit, and our justice system does not view black drug abusers as victims. So you'll never hear them bringing, you know, solutions, or you'll never hear them talking about treatment. It'll always be criminalized. It just wouldn't make sense. You know, they cannot acknowledge their own research because it would be a complete contradiction of their goal. The focus has always been on using drugs as a scapegoat to justify throwing black people into a system that they cannot get out of. It's a system that is basically designed for failure to strip you of your rights. There's absolutely no logic in having a 20-year mandatory minimum for a nonviolent crime like possessing drugs and paraphernalia while murderers and rapists are getting half the fucking time and walking away. And they're the actual threats to fucking society. So, you know, drug use is self-inflicted harm. We know that. And selling drugs is a business. And let's be honest here, that shit is completely identical to the operations of pharmaceutical companies. You know, it's only deemed unlawful when our government can no longer control the profit flow. So instead of making forward-thinking decisions like respecting our rights to privacy and offering users education and treatment options, they tax black bodies with everything from fucking fines, probation, prison time. And I don't want anybody to, you know, because, you know, a lot of times black people have the the tendency to, like, all of a sudden, like, build pity or um, concern for the system. And we're not trying in any shape, you know, shape or form, trying to paint black people as, you know, helpless beings and any of that stuff. But I mean, it's a choice. Right. It is a choice. You know, it is a choice. You have a choice to do drugs or not do drugs. So we have to be, you know, realistic about that. But we're just pointing out 
the flaws in a system and, you know, of course, the racial disparities. Man, listen, I remember growing up, you know what I'm saying, fucking Coke was always known as a rich white man's drug. Yep, and I the remember. suppliers. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And white people are always getting lesser time than black crack addicts or drug dealers. Yeah. All these fucking laws that they created were created around ways to destroy the black family. Like, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That shit's true. You know, living in the hood, you know, poor mentally and financially, and also treated like fucking uncivilized people, we are bound to do anything to make a way out of no way. You know what I'm saying? Or quote unquote, relax from the hell that we were, that we're in. Yeah. You know? These motherfuckers gave us drugs to use and or to sell. Like, we don't have fucking boats to bring this shit across waters. No. We were targeted. You know what I'm saying? We were vulnerable. We are easily accessible. And truth be told, we still is. Period. Hell yeah, we are. You know, we can't even have this conversation without speaking on the economic plight of black people. That's why we bring it up. The psychological effects of being marginalized with no clear forms of reprieve or our unaddressed mental health crisis and the strategic glorification of drug culture. Like, these are things that actually actually facilitate the drug use within our community. It's just another rabbit hole issue. So on a surface level, when combating drug abuse, one of the most important actions that can be taken is to actually decriminalize it. And I know that sounds crazy, but you have to respect autonomy and provide proper resources to underserved and the hardest hit communities, which are minority communities. We cannot ignore the statistics that show prescription drugs and alcohol as being some of the leading causes of death and accomplices in the death of others. They turn a blind eye to that shit all the time. And that's fucked up. You know, the impact of being willfully ignorant and continuing to unfairly lock our people behind bars is definitely heavily felt within our community. Man, hell yeah, Candace. That shit is felt as fuck. You know, many of us 80s and 90s kids were fucking crack babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some of those people, myself included, either beat the odds or joined them. Like, I have so many fucking friends that I grew up with that's, you know, smoking dope right now to this day. And it's after even watching our parents do that shit. That you know, like, sad. that shit... Yeah, that should be really fucking me up just to see, you know, the people that I grew up with. Like, we watched our parents, and then now you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, now we have this dumbass pill epidemic where even my people are strung out on it. You know, having babies and bringing them into the same destruction of the repeated cycle of drugs, man. Some shit gotta change, dog. Yeah, it really does. I mean... And it's just like, um, it's one of those things that we have to really put into perspective. You know, a lot of times when we bring up these black issues, they, people feel like we're making excuses. It's not an excuse. You know what I'm saying? You have to know your history to understand the present, you know, in order to change the future. So you're right. Shit has to change. And hopefully, you know, we get to that point. Hell yeah, I hope so. Since you were looking for your friend The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to Benjamin's You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then, then you probably can Talking out your neck saying you're a Christian A Muslim sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spent Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's Girlfriend. You know, shit, we could talk about the destruction caused by drugs all fucking day. It's easy to do because drugs is considered socially incorrect. You know what I'm saying? So that's easy to condemn. But truth be told, reckless fucking, you know, sex, and I love sex, but the reality is it's mm -hmm. just as responsible for destroying black families. 
And I know it's obvious that it's a choice. You know what I'm saying? We can have sex with whoever we want to as many times as we want to. I get it. But the fact is that we tend to conveniently gloss over the side effects of promiscuity. And it's a fucking problem. We got women out here not knowing who the father of their child is, men abandoning their children, not even giving a fuck about their well-being because it was always about the pussy and never about the person. And our black sisters, you know, black women have the highest rates of HIV and motherfuckers are out here dying for the dick. That's fucked up. So, yeah, it is a choice. But this shit needs to be a well thought out choice. And, you know, we, we go we go back to choices and, you know, you mentioned HIV and um, mm-hmm. black women. And I mean, just pay attention to even like your Facebook post, how many black women are affected with um, the HIV virus. It's running rampant in black yeah. communities. It's not even, you know, something to take tested. lightly, you know. And oftentimes we have a lot of control over a lot of as- um, aspects in our lives, you know. So we have this thing where, you know, us black women are always like, you know, I'm a strong black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, making poor decisions yeah. consistently is not strength. Hell no. Nah. We're not strong for having to endure the consequences brought on by our poor choice making. You know, you got to take some type of, like, you know, accountability. You have to do a little introspection, and, you know, and look at where you fucked up at so that you don't keep repeating, so that we don't keep repeating the same things. Because the whole I'm strong and all this shit. You know, it's almost like you're trying to throw yourself a pity party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. You're not going to keep fishing for sympathy for consciously doing things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing. And I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about us as a, uh, as a collective. Hell yeah. You know, people have to actually think about the consequences of not protecting themselves and making these rash decisions. You know, our focus should be the potential exposure to disease, you know, the possibilities of creating an unwanted child. You know, simply, why are you fucking? Because a lot of people are using sex as a means to suppress their emotion. That's another coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So if thinking is too much to bear, like people... Don't fuck at all. Just don't do it. Go get the little pussy sucker that Tiffany be getting off Amazon. I'm just saying, like, don't put our business on the street, bro. Listen, (laughs) when it comes to sex, we all love this shit, but there are mental, social, financial, and physical repercussions that follows that shit. You don't just get up and walk away sky free. You know, and irresponsible actions that we see people continuously doing is destroying our family structure just as much as the crack pipe. Right. Stop smoking <laughs> the dick. Stop smoking <laughs> the crack. Like, that shit fucks us up. Hell yeah, dude. You know, and practice, practicing safe sex is vital as fuck. Like, people are literally out here walking STDs. Hell yeah. Deadbeats. Mentally and emotionally wrecked. You know, like, yes, you can have sex with whoever the fuck you want. Yes, it's your body and you can do what you very well please. But personally, I feel like, you know, some of y'all do shit purposely to later complain in order to look like victims. That's what you know what I'm saying? Say, yeah. Right. People are irresponsible and need to take into account how their actions affect others. You know, motherfuckers can't be out here raw dogging people, you know, and not being aware of the responsibilities that come with it. Yeah, because they be raw dogging and making these fucking kids. But the children that grow up in these situations, they soak that shit up. 
You know, many times they mm -hmm. perpetuate the same types of carelessness in their own lives, and that reinforces a cycle of broken homes. So these are learned behaviors that are picked up early on. You think your kid's not paying attention, but they are. Paying they attention. know mommy is a hoe. Yes. They know. <laughs> they know mommy a hoe. Not that there's Hell yeah. You can hold responsible. I mean, you can hoe all your life, but don't try to preach to them something that you're not going to fucking do. Right. Or be responsible about it because black babies are growing up in toxic ass environments, you know, that we consciously or unconsciously create because we haven't prioritized the mental health in any capacity. So, yeah, our babies have or often become adults who seek the kind of men or women, you know, that they grow up around. They're attracted yeah. to emotionally unstable people, you know, that's or a cycle. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And the fucking uh, instability and the chaos, because that's all that they know. Yeah. You know, we have to treat our addiction of masking brainlessness, you know, with being a free spirit. We have to treat that. You know, everything is not necessarily being a free spirit. Sometimes you're just being freely fucking retarded. But that's another topic, you know. But ain't shit free when it comes to sex. And ain't shit free about these problems that we continue to create for ourselves and the children that look up to us. So we have to do something about this. So when we're talking about promiscuity, we have to remain cognizant of the effects of it. Yes, we talk about this over and over, and we keep reiterating it because we know somebody is going to be slow as fuck and talking about how it's their body and their choice. We know that. But when your choices, your stupid-ass choices, start to affect other people, including mm -hmm. your children, then it's a problem. And it's all about the kids, you know, period. <laughs> Being free-spirited. I think that's exactly what they call it. You know, not having yeah. any type of self-control. You know, not really taking the time to, to think. And so we have to stop associating carelessness with blackness. Like, it's not... Like, we're not genetically predisposed to acting poorly. You know right. what I'm saying? It's not a black thing to act like that. And we have normalized abuse and chaos and instability and it's not okay at all you know it's okay to make conscious decisions and to think about how your how your choices may affect not only you but your children you know because we leave our children behind and we really cannot afford to be ordinary no you know what i'm saying because Sometimes the, the damages are irreparable and we complain about these men and these women that we deal with. But like we literally breed these motherfuckers like these monsters. Hell yeah, we perpetuate the same fucking people that we do. We don't want these people, but we right. make them. Yeah. You know, like we you can't expect people to be what you're not willing to present, what you're not attempting to create in yourself. Right. And so chaos is not you know, blackness, you know, chaos and blackness is not one of the same. It's okay to make good decisions. It's okay to think. And that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. All that staring at me and shit. Why you over there all getting fired up? Shit. Nigga, you making all the bitches at my job have a reason to sit up there laughing at me. Girl, you better calm the fuck down before I come over there and slap the shit out of you. Nigga, you ain't gonna do shit. Why you so insecure, Yvette? Ain't nobody laughing at you. If anything, them hoes is jealous because they see you got a man that love your ass. Don't be so insecure, but I can't stand that shit, man. Jody, if I'm insecure, it's because you made me this way. All you do is think about yourself. Why did you have to fuck 
that girl out of all the people. Damn! You know, I'm always paying attention to the way men and women interact with each other. And um, as long as I can remember, as long as I was, you know, as early as I was able to understand these things, relationships have always been for women something that they have to endure. And for men, something that they, you know, have to enjoy or should enjoy. Yeah. It's the same thing with sex. If you ever pay attention to the way people speak, especially men, when they talk about, you know, their sexcapades with women, it's always, you know, almost to like devalue the woman. Yeah, I fucked that bitch. Yeah, I fucked her. And I'm like, my dude, I fucked you too. <laughs> like we had sex together. You know what I'm saying? Like I was putting it on you too. It was an even exchange. Like, why do you make it seem like it was some type of, or some sort of a punishment? You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, like the epitome of, I don't want to say mental retardation, but definitely emotional Fuck. unintelligence, immaturity. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I fucked you. I don't know what the fuck that means. Because if I'm sweating and dry heaving, I want some fucking <laughs> credit, my dude. Like, you know, fucking, we fucked each other, you know, but... I'm not about that fucking struggle love shit at all. That life is not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, women are labeled hoes for basically breathing these days. So I'm a hoe, you know, while men out here just slanging dick to the whole family, like three generations of family, they fucking mama, grandma, and the daughter. Mm -hmm. But it's okay because that's manhood, you know. So there's this warped idea within society that women have to fit a particular mold in order to uphold these oppressive ass standards in order to be worthy of love. And like most things, that is bullshit. Complete mm-hmm. bullshit. I remember the whole fiasco when um, Gucci Mane got married and these, you know, these broke niggas were, you know, were coming hard for women. Oh, you see Keisha, how she held her man down. You know, he, he <laughs> gave her a million and oh, she came yeah. back with 10 million. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, you don't even have $377. Like, what are you... They don't even <laughs> got a check in What account. are you talking about? What am about? I supposed right. to do? Right, like... Mm-hmm. Bruh. It's not... You know, like you mentioned, Candace, and that's how it was even back in the days. You know, like Ulysses and Thurgood and and, and Earl can go outside and have babies outside their families. And, you know, as long as they, you know, pay the little funky ass light bills, you know, Phyllis and Barbara had to stay home and, you know, and endure Mm -hmm. that shit. You know, that mediocre bullshit. Right. Right. You know. That and, they didn't find out about two to the funeral. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I just want, like, really, I want men to understand, like, women are not yours. Women do not, be, you know, belong to you. We were not created for your use. And honestly, our sole purpose for existence is really to reproduce with each other. Anything else beyond that is a bonus. And it's a bonus you should only take with, with you know, humility and not entitlement. We don't owe you shit, my nigga. Right. We don't even we don't owe you shit. a hello. And that's exactly why I troll these niggas the way I do on social media now. You know, so they can see exactly how fucking stupid they sound when a woman say the same shit that they do. These niggas literally be getting super emotional and be about to cry and shit. But still be in my inbox trying to eat my ass after, like. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers tears don't, don't even be dry yet. Motherfuckers be ready to eat ass through all that pain. Yep. <laughs> you free tonight? <laughs> like, so sis, you really be do be yeah. cheating though? I mean, I still want right. to eat your ass though. <laughs> Hell yeah. And in the midst of all that, you know, they expect women to put up with their bullshit. 
Like, if the tables were turned, I mean, shit, they almost are anyway. You know what I'm saying? Men will not be yeah. putting up with the shit that they expect us to. They are not sticking dope up their asses for their woman. You know what I'm, Or for their woman. You know what I'm saying? Hell, they yeah, hardly no. even want to do their own jail time, let alone hers. Right. The reality of a woman has always been sold to the fucking highest bidder. You know what I'm saying? And we suffer because of that shit. Yeah, I yeah. don't suffer. Yeah. Bitches and... be suffering, but I don't be suffering. <laughs> Hell These no. I ain't... want us to hold them down. <laughs> Motherfuckers want us to be their backbone and ride or die. Like, uh, no, nigga, where's we going? The county jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they, they want you to get shot. They want you to raise their pit bulls. They want you to organize rooster fights, you know, and eat <laughs> and eat canned vegetables with their asses and, and, and under a bridge in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We don't have to suffer. And I need more papooses out there because, you know, the narrative is that we have to wait for you while you serve a, a double life sentence and shit. Like, we have to wait right, for you to come back and die, serve another wait. one, and then come back. I need to yeah. see more papooses. You know, niggas cannot wait for you to get off work and start cheating. So this certainly not going to work for you, you know what I'm saying, while you're in jail for six years. Shout out to papoose. Hell yeah, these patriarchal <laughs> views have people fucking sounding delusional as fuck and needy as hell. It is illogical to think that another person should sacrifice their sanity and integrity in an effort to soothe another person's ego and insecurity. And I keep reiterating, I'm not doing that shit. Like, I don't even hell know nah. why people put that much effort into that <laughs> shit, but motherfuckers do it. And, and you don't have to. You don't have to. It's hell like you nah. said, it's completely illogical. Like, fellas, there's a multitude of women out there, and I mean a whole bunch of women out there who are willing to sacrifice their sanity. A pick-me nation exists. Their space, <laughs> their time, their children, okay? For the sake of having a man, for to just to be able to say, like, mm, at least I got a man. Right. Like, there are a bunch of women who would do that for you. Like, they're willing to lower their standards to nothing just to, quote-unquote, keep you, Shantavion. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are women out there who have all these tutorials telling women what they need to do in order to keep a man like he's, some, like, like he's a pet hamster. Right. <laughs> you know, so, fellas, like, why not go after these women? Like, why are y'all antagonizing women with substance? Women who are not willing to lower their standards to take care of you like the 12-year-old you're desperately trying to be? Why you want to be in high Why you want to be in junior high school? Right, grow the fuck up. Like these niggas want you to be like they mama, yeah. So that you can raise them. I'm I need a woman you. to hold me down. No, right, I cannot bitch. do that. I can barely raise my fucking dog, so I can't do it, <laughs> bruh. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, shit, it's hard enough raising the fucking kids you birthed yourself. The ones you popped out your damn pussy. Right, right. it's hard. Like I'm really still here trying to contemplate whether or not I'm going to continue to raise my daughter because it's so much work. <laughs> what the fuck? Shut up. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, teenagers are close. Do I want to do this? <laughs> you know? But honestly, society teaches women that it's in a man's nature to be sexually irresponsible and emotionally unstable and unavailable. That's why you hear women say things like, at the end of the day, a nigga gonna be a nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because society is literally bullying them into believing that men shouldn't have any type of self-control, any type of discipline. Mm -hmm. No accountability. You know what I'm saying? And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. So they think that they have to deal with emotional turmoil in order to get to the prize that is supposedly marriage. You know, like marriage is some type of like accomplishment, which that's what people think it is. It's a fucking business. Though. Right. It's just, it's, that's what it is. It only takes two people who are willing to get married. It doesn't require any kind of skill. You know? And... I know we paint this picture that, you know, relationships are supposed to be super rough. Like, you have to shoot each other 
in the head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like drown right. and all that shit, you know? And yeah. relationship can be rough because life will happen, but it should never be to the point where one person is subjecting their partner to all kinds of bullshit on purpose. It should never be that. You're going to go through rough times. Like you're going to weather the storm together, but the idea is to come out of it together, not to put your, you know, not to put each other through all kinds of bullshit. There's a, there's a huge difference. Hell yeah. Not that intentional shit. Right. You, know, you do not have to struggle in order to have and sustain love. That right. is pure fucking nonsense. It is okay to use your brain and your heart at the same time, people. It is. I'm, and I'm not... And I'm not struggling with no man. Like, I'm not doing it. For what? I'm not. No. I don't know. Sure. If I'm going to struggle, it's going to be by my damn self. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's going to be with a child. But I'm not struggling with an able-bodied nigga that's laying on the couch with his funky ass, and he ain't doing shit but cheating. Just to prove that I'm, you know, yeah, just to prove no. that I'm strong. Like, there's a, there's a no. thin line between loyalty and slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be loyal to bullshit. You can't be a doormat and then call that strength. That's not strength. That's stupidity. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to use your brain. It's it's okay to use your head. You know, women who are emotionally, mentally, and financially stable or comfortable should seek men of that same caliber. That's actually the intelligent thing to do. Men too, yeah. fellas, you are not obligated to you know like build a woman from the ground up. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you can, but you're not obligated to do that in order to be deemed a loyal man. I think men and women, we both have to prove ourselves worthy, you know, of, you know, of, you know, being with each other. It's yeah. not the woman's job to prove herself to a man in order for her to be, you know, quote unquote chosen. It's not a fucking audition. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because honestly, Nobody is responsible for undoing the damages done by prior relationships or previous partners. It's not my job to undo what Kamisha did to you 10 years ago. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you either come put together or don't come at all. Because, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I know black women think that being single is the worst thing that could ever happen to them. It's not. You know, but I hate to sound cliche, but it's better to be single than to be in poor company. You don't need help struggling. And you don't need Hell to be nah. wa- you know, washing drawers, cooking and cleaning for a grown ass man. Like we don't do these things like being quote unquote domesticated are things that you need to do for survival purposes. It's not to keep niggas like they're, you know, little pet rats. Yeah, men should be able to, you know, cook and clean for themselves. Just in case the wife dies, they don't starve to death. You know what I'm saying? It's not for relationship purposes, for survival case. purposes. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's exactly why my fucking love is conditional as fuck. I ain't got time for this. That shit's stressful. Just it even just stressful. talking about this shit, I'm stressed out. Like people really fucking put up with this shit? Right. They do. Nah, dog. They do. Like you, you said, love is love conditional. Dog. Like I don't was loving conditional. No, there are there are conditions. If you fuck up, I will stop fucking with you. Yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Move. People stay together as long as their circumstances are right. That's called conditional love. And I'm not saying, like, if you fall down the stairs, I'm going to leave you. I'm talking about you purposely inflicting harm, causing pain, can cause the love to stop. Because love is a lot of things, and it's also a feeling. It's also an emotion. Mm-hmm. And emotions yeah. are fleeting. Okay? Yep. They leave sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they do. And that's yeah. facts. And emotions make you cry sometimes. Yep. <laughs> make me cry. And niggas, like you said, you know what? You made a good point. You were saying how, like, men and women should 
seek people on the same level, basically. Mm -hmm. They should. So I see a lot of shit on social media, and y'all niggas be complaining about gold diggers. Like, my nigga, like, what is she digging for if you have nothing? Right. (laughs) Men that are financially stable and secure do Mm -hmm. not complain about women Mm -mm. being gold diggers. So as soon as I see a stat about a nigga complaining because a bitch wanted a $12 meal and would not order off the dollar menu, I already know. Like, just get your paper up, bruh. (laughs) She probably making more money than you. (laughs) If that's the case, I'm a gold digger because I don't fuck with broke niggas. If I accidentally get pregnant by a nigga, I got to make sure when I kill this nigga, he got life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we don't do that shit. Like, you have to play the game a lot smarter. That's why y'all hearts be all fucking broken. And I don't empathize or sympathize with that shit. Like, if your heart is broken... Nine times out of ten, you fucking open the door for that shit. Mm-hmm. There are times when people do fucked up shit, and I get that. And I can understand that. But a lot of y'all walk straight into the motherfucking mousetrap, and then you want to cry when you get I caught. I swear. Shit, my girl Ebony called that shit a voluntary heartbreak. Like, y'all doing yeah, that y'all shit to y'all fucking selves. y'all sign up for that sales. shit because you want <laughs> some swear. Instagram pictures. I don't nah. need to be feeling sorry for that shit no more. Like, you knew this nigga was trash. And yet you continue. Or you knew she was trash. trash. And yet you mm-hmm. con- exactly. But then you want to have a baby by this nigga. Y'all struggling. I ain't got nah dog. Hey, motherfuckers don't even be taking <laughs> care of their first 19 kids, but right. you gonna be different. Oh, he gonna take care of this one. Okay, Ebony. Okay. <laughs> right. Like you know all he takes care of is his pit bulls. Like, do not think he gonna have that same kind of love for little Jaquan. And he barely let them come in the house. So right. he really don't give a fuck about them. It's just ownership. Right. He be wanting to own your ass like a piece of pussy. These right. niggas be trying to own y'all, and y'all just be so happy. And that Tiffany made a good point about, um, you know, knowing when a motherfucker ain't shit. Like, you know, let's be honest, ladies. A lot of times we be knowing, though. We do see the signs, but, you know, sometimes the dick is extra thick. So you kind of like, uh, you know, taking that risk. I'm telling you, that dick can make you blind. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't be blind. Like, I know a nigga ain't shit. And if that dick is extra thick, I just kind of like pray a little bit before I go in. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I be going. <laughs> and, like, and lick the tip and go. Lick the tip and go, man. I swear to God, I just did that. You don't last get night. no motherfucking emotional attachment. Just fucking go. I fucking swear. Go. I swear. So you got to look at things the way they are and stop trying to make it into what you want them to be. Like you create yeah. these scenarios in your head, like, you know, this dude is a perfect nigga. He has 27 Nobody's felonies, perfect. 19 baby mothers, and 34 <laughs> kids. You know what I'm saying? It's not good. It doesn't yeah. matter if he takes care of them. That's a disaster waiting to happen, my nigga. Yeah. Hell yeah. We done so, talked enough about fucking struggle love and shit. Somebody about to break up. We about to be the cause of a whole bunch of ending relationships yeah, today, boy. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, bad reviews because y'all done broke up. <laughs> and you know, what I, yeah. you know what I've noticed, though? Like, you know, they, they have these, like, little stupid-ass surveys online where men, you know, uh, women ask, you know, fellas, would you date a woman who has three kids with three different men? Niggas be like, <laughs> fuck her. She's a hoe. She's irresponsible. Right. Yeah. But as soon as you ask women, will you date a man who has three kids and I love kids. four different... Yeah. Four as long as he taking them kids, that's all that matters. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't share the same kids, feelings for you. Going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. And this is what we do. We settle for the sake of saying... I have a man. There's a difference between having a man and having a four-year-old. 
Right. Right. Big difference. These motherfuckers yeah. don't be having partnerships. They don't be in partnerships. Yeah, y'all want y'all want y'all want to be a, y'all want to y'all want a son so badly. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want a zaddy. <laughs> you want a son. Nah, these motherfuckers <laughs> just be wanting to take fucking struggle love pictures on Facebook for everybody to think that their relationship good and it ain't. Mm-hmm. That's all that that really be about. But yeah, we about a to lot be of it is for t- image. You know, the facade is really important to keep up these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Hell really yeah. understand it because for me, my peace is way more important than trying to put out this image. So, so you can think that Hell I'm this yeah. miserable bitch, but I probably just got done getting my ass ate. That's so what they I'm don't like be knowing. Full of glee. I'm super happy. You know what I'm saying? But I can talk about these type of things. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to even bring these subjects up without bitches thinking you mad. Like, right. nobody mad. Right. Or you hate it. <laughs> We chilling. Like, Komai just fucking cheated on you, had a fucking baby, and you want me to be happy about that and hate right. on your relationship, girl? Bye. That's I'm I, stupid. I'm feeling sorry for you, if anything. After, <laughs> I'm over here happy. That's so my true. Ass ate with ice. Right. <laughs> like, we, women be ready to die for relationships. And, you know, one thing is for sure, like, exclusivity does not guarantee happiness. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Because you can be single and get mad people to love your ass and pay your bills. Trust me, we know. Yeah, my, a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> be in relationships, but they're truly not even compatible. Right. You know what Compatibility I'm saying? Compatibility so is huge. Just in a relationship just to have that other body. Absolutely. You just got a body next to you. Compatibility is huge. Having a lot of things in common is not compatibility. You know, you yeah, got to look no. up what that means. It's a totally different, you know, totally different thing. Yeah, just because mm-hmm. y'all all like lemon pepper wings and yep. you motherfuckers <laughs> like to go to the movies. And like sex. That y'all fucking compatible. Right. No, bruh, it's not like that. Right, you got to be able to coexist after that, you know, that bomb-ass sex. You know what I'm saying? That's when, you know, compatibility comes in. When you can coexist and not have to get naked. Right. Actually like them. Absolutely. And that's hard because I don't like that many people. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not struggling for love, man. Like, it's much easier to be by yourself and not have to worry about um, potential HIV and HPV and all kind of bullshit for, you know, for some basic-ass, you know, stressful-ass nigga. Like, please. And there are men out there who will not put you through no bullshit. There are men who are solid, who would, you know, treat you right from the get-go. So I don't understand why. He will cheat, and you will never know. Not even. (laughs) Not even. He he probably won't even cheat, you know what I'm saying? He probably won't even do that. I don't want him if he ain't cheating. I'm gonna cheat. So you gotta at least cheat once or twice. Like what the fuck? Once or twice. You gotta build that nigga up, man. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Yeah, you gotta up. make That's him it. strong. That's it. Make that nigga strong. Make yeah. him feel good. Make him feel like a man. You are dumb. Fuck. <laughs> you do. You gotta put him through the test of times. You know what I'm saying? It's like the gauntlet. You know, you man, have to put shit. him through these tests to build this man up. Then he gonna come out strong, full of pride. Like I still got this bitch. I'm she still standing. Me. I'm still she strong. She only cheated nine times. You know, <laughs> she only talked to three niggas now. It used to be twelve. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, yep. we on the up and up. Yep. <laughs> like moving her, up. Her sad nigga son look just like me. So you know what I'm saying? We making progress. We making progress. We getting there. Hi, <laughs> B. This my bitch. But nah. It's, I mean, the bottom line for us, because we always got a bottom line. <laughs> we don't fucking struggle. We ain't struggle with our GoFundMe. And shout out to everybody who donated yes. to our gun fund, GoFundMe. Thank you so I much. Say this shit. Thank you so much. GoFundMe. Thank you. We yeah, will be man, in Africa um, June 28th. We will be you know, in Dakar, Senegal. And so we are still raising money. The fundraiser will remain up until probably the last two weeks of June. 
and so you know just keep donating we've already surpassed our goal uh well our first initial goal we surpassed it but now we kind of up there a little bit and so uh, and people are continue uh continuing to donate and uh, we really appreciate it like we're gonna make a it's such a big deal like you guys are really gonna like help us you know accomplish something really really big so Hell thank yeah. you we'll so have much. live videos we'll make some a little documentary you guys are gonna get able to be able to see everything you know the shopping yep. the kids everything so it's it's a big deal so keep donating we appreciate y'all definitely appreciate it but in the meantime you know continue to rock with us the way that y'all do catch us every other sunday we got two more episodes for this season, y'all. We Thank almost out of end. <laughs> Just for this season, but we coming back. Don't even worry about it. But y'all can catch us on our dope-ass website, goodheadpodcast.com. There you can see everything that we're doing, including, um, you know, including our fundraiser and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, shit, fucking Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, <laughs> just every fucking where. You type in Good Head Podcast, we gonna pop the fuck up, man. We gonna get you all this good head, because that's just what we do. I mean, that's it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Have excellent and head. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. We had this I mean, big Well, we gotta go. You know, talking about this trip, talking about this struggle. I struggled a little bit this morning getting in these jeans. Bitch ass getting a little bit fat. Hey, you think you twice <laughs> I've been doing my squats and shit too. Trainer. And we will be in Atlanta in about two weeks. So no, like a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have. We'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> so if you're in Atlanta, link up with us. You know, hit us in the inboxes, the DMs. Let us know. Let us know. We'll be over there. Through. We won't see you, Eat but just free. let us know. <laughs> so let me know what you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here, y'all. We out of here, y'all. We out. Peace. Bye.